right, it's party time, Mom. It is Tuesday, 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 which of course is Monday's hangover. Feeling good though. Uh, back in the hat. Let's go. I'm starting. I'm easing back into this thing, getting back from uh, vacation. It was good to take a vacation. It was good to get away from things, and it was an actual vacation with like no obligations while I was there. Um, of course, you know how it is when you go on vacation. You have to rest because it, it's hard work to, to relax on vacation. Uh, so anyway, got back late, late Friday night, was able to take Saturday and sleep all that rest off, and we're back at it. Uh, so I want to encourage you guys to go to blazetv.com slash Chad, use promo code Chad, sign up, sign up, sign up. I It was the end of the quarter. We just got our end of the quarter reporting. Listen, we need more people subscribing to Blaze. Get a hold of the overtime. Make sure you're watching it, checking it out, seeing what we're putting on there. Um, it's good content. We're having fun with it, and uh, I want you guys to be a part of that as well. So make sure that you are signed up, and uh, don't forget, do a little shopping at chatonblaze.com and use promo code CHAD10 to save on everything you shop at the Blaze. Of course, the puppet master, Mark. Chris Cruz, Super Chris, is over there hiding in the dark. And let's love Brandon are in the at the helm, driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity here in the mothership, which is Studio 22. I'm glad to be back at it again. We uh, we kind of got caught up on some things, uh, just kind of some life issues on yesterday's program. So tonight, I want to get back into a little bit of what's happening in our world. Interesting piece that uh, Pat Gray shared I think it was last week, and then Glenn Beck had it on his program yesterday morning. I wanted to put it out in case you guys miss it. It's a clip that goes back to 1960. This is a clip from the BBC where kids are predicting what uh, what the future was going to be like in 2020. You ready for this? Play the clip. I think it'll be uh, um, people will be regarded more as statistics and as actual people. I don't think it's going to be so nice. I think sort of all machines everywhere, everyone doing everything for you, you know, you'll get all bored and I don't think it'll be so nice. First of all, there's computers are taking over now, computers and automation. And in the year 2000, there just won't, won't be enough jobs to go around and the only jobs there will be will pe- be for people with high HQ, you know, high IQ who can work computers and such things and other people are just not going to have jobs they just aren't going to be jobs for them to have so that was 1960 uh those are insightful kids i i like i honestly think that if you you know if you said uh to to 12 13 year olds right now if you said okay what's the world going to look like in 60 years i don't think you would have insightful answers quite like that there was some complexity of thought that went into that now uh, granted this was 1960 so um, you, there, there were certain things that were happening in terms of advances in technology that were taking place at that point in time. Uh, the the danger, Will Robinson. I mean, there were there were some futuristic things that were out there. Maybe they were seeing that dystopian future through the world of entertainment. But, but you know, this is 1960. I, you know, this wasn't like when the space race was heating up. It, it, not quite yet. But uh, these kids had, you know, they they were born based in 1960, this age kid. They were born just after World War II. So obviously their parents had some immediate memories, immediate memories of of the darkness of that. So maybe they were coming at it from, you know, a negative mindset of what the future could look like. But um, amazingly accurate, Chris, 
uh, you know, there weren't going to be jobs. The machines were going to be doing everything. Uh, it wasn't going to be a happy place. People weren't going to be satisfied. They weren't going to be fulfilled. Um, it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. But, you know, if you look at human history, human history is dotted with man's inhumanity to man. It's dotted with tragedy. It's, it's, it's made up of, of assassinations, of genocides, uh, you know, th- people destroying other people, uh, cultures being overrun, overtaken, enslavement, captivity. Uh, you know, I was having a conversation with someone just this past week about ancient Egypt. And, and they were asking questions about, you know, the history of the uh, of the archaeology of, say, like the pyramids and, you know, what that's like. And I was explaining to them what I saw when I've been to Egypt. And, and I've, 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 you know, you put your eyes on these things and you think about people four, five, six thousand years ago building these things uh, built on the back of slaves. This is a testimony to, in, in, you know, an enslavement culture. Uh, again, man's inhumanity to man. If you're a student of history at all, you see that people aren't good to each other. That's the point I'm trying to make. Uh, so it's very easy as you sit here even now and you look at the days to come, you think, man, it's going to be bleak. I mean, is there going to be, what are we going to do? We're going to figure out how to drop a bomb on each other. Is there going to be, uh, you know, just what, two weeks ago we were talking about New York putting out a nuclear explosion warning. Uh, there's things out there telling people to get iodide to, to, you know, drops in case there is radiation and nuclear fallout. Um, you know, God knows Elijah Schaefer's probably going to have kids and those people are going to be human terrors. Uh, just, just wild stuff on the scene of human history that's going on. But at the same time, it's not going to change. People are always going to be mean to each other. They're always going to be evil. They're going to find ways to, uh, and, and I don't care what you outlaw. You can outlaw as we saw last week when the House bill passed uh, towards getting rid of the quote-unquote assault rifles. Um, you, could, you could try to limit people's use of the machine or the tool to commit the atrocities against one another. But, hey, let's face it, this, uh, <laughs> this, uh, people are still going to find ways to do evil things to one another. And uh, that's a very telling thing there, that, that BBC clip right there those kids were extremely intuitive extremely insightful but i don't and and i don't think that things are looking any different at this point um i would love to say that we can all be optimistic if you go back to 1914 just prior 1913 1914 even at the turn of the century into the 20th century from the 19th by and large, the Western world, people were very optimistic. They had bought into philosophies that said that men were getting better, that people were evolving and becoming progressively, um, you know, more, um, you know, just just getting becoming better people. And I think you've heard me talk about how one of the practices of the day was to look in the mirror and say to yourself 20 times, every day and in every way i'm getting better well then world war one happened and people were immediately exposed to the atrocities of a technological war that had heretofore not been seen in human history uh for all of man's existence you know there was biological weapons there was the mustard gas there was the trench warfare there was aviation uh there there was just really really horrible thing. i mean france alone france alone lost 10 million men 
in World War One. It's one of the reasons why Hitler was able to go in and invade France, and they basically didn't even put up a fight. They just threw up their hands and surrender, and he was able to occupy France, very simply because there were no men left. There were no men after World War I. Uh, you take 10 million men out of the population, which is what happened after World War, during World War I, there, there's no men to, to guard your homeland, and so France was easily taken over. Uh, people saw the atrocities of war. They saw it, you know, real and, and right in their face. And then we saw, you know, the bomb that was dropped on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. And then, of course, you, you go to the Korean War and the Vietnam conflict where now the press is involved and people are seeing light, you know, real life footage with video camera of the atrocities of war that's happening in Vietnam. And so there is an interpretation of that back home in America as people see these images. So yeah, it's very easy for you to say things aren't getting better. Things are getting worse. Things are getting worse. And so you ask yourself, what is the hope? At the end of the day, what is the final hope? What what do we have? Again, I, I've consistently said from a biblical worldview, from a person that, that sees things through a lens of faith, I believe there is a God who is in control. And we do live in a fallen world where just as Cain killed Abel with a rock, um, you know, what is the solution here? And again, uh, if you watch the Steve Day show, Steve has asked many, many times, are we living in the in the final days? Is this the final days? I, I tend to not think so. I tend to believe that uh, it's hard to do business while you're trying to go out of business. And so many people are either trying to get raptured out of here or they want, you know, God to put a, a period on the end of this thing or an exclamation point where it all ends and we all get to go be happy in heaven. I, I just don't see that as the reality right now, simply because I believe that we've been commanded to build a certain kingdom, and that is the kingdom of God, where there is an order, there is a peace, there is a system of doing things. And with that, it helps to uh, get rid of the chaos, or at least help control the chaos. But right now, we're dealing with a kingdom of entropy. You know, everything in motion tends to come apart. That's that second law of thermodynamics. And right now, things are moving at such a breakneck speed with social media, with the mainstream media, with 24-hour news cycles, uh, just constant information, just barrages of of, of these bites of, of, you know, information coming your way. And you're trying to discern whether it's real news, fake news, what do you believe? And with all this chaos being disseminated into our world, it's hard for us to make any sense of anything. And so what happens is we become corrupted in our own minds. And because we feel that sense of hopelessness and helplessness, then we shoot at anything that moves. And so we have to create enemies. And so now, you know, the Republicans hate the Democrats. The Democrats hate the Republicans. The conservatives hate the progressives. The progressives hate the conservatives. Uh, everybody's got, you know, we're wing nuts. Everybody's out somewhere on this far left or far right tangent. Nobody can come together. Nobody can see the world in the same way because nobody has any sense of values anymore. And and we've we've turned each other into our common enemies. And, and it's gotten really, really bad. So it's, it's hard to look at the future and say there's hope. It really is. Um, we've, we've made a God out of certain things, one, ourselves. We've elevated ourselves, that unholy trinity of me, myself, and I, where we expect everything, including people's opinions, to bow down at our feet and serve us. Uh, we've, we've made the, again, the media has become our voice in our ear that's constant, that's telling us what to think, how to think. Um, we, we're being told that we're evil people if we, 
embrace some form of traditional values and we say, okay, I, I believe in, in marriage, I believe in husbands and wives, I believe in raising your children, I believe in the nuclear family. Well, you must be a narrow-minded bigot. I mean, how dare you uh, not be more accepting and more inclusive and more aware of, of gender acceptance and, and, and racial equality? And, and why aren't you paying attention to these marginalized groups? And how dare you not fly a certain flag in your profile picture? You really are just one big evil meanie that's represented the white patriarchy and you're probably one of those crazy supremacists or nationalists and you're the problem so how dare you tend to hold on to these values well folks the thing that i'm trying to get to is if you don't embrace those values you're going to continue to have that dystopian prediction of a chaotic future like you saw those kids in that bbc clip from 1960 there is going to be no hope there's got to be an anchor that you hold on to something that says we got to build this we've got to make sure that this is a uh, that this is something we're working towards that has a blueprint it's got an architectural pattern to it and, and we're trying to put something together see the family represents that real government represents that representation uh, delegated authority you know law enforcement it, 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 at least in terms of its foundation and its principles the constitution of the United States. All of these are guiding principles that are out there that we're just starting to abandon right now because we want to let just man run roughshod over human history and be his own God. And everything has to bow down to my whims. We showed you the TikTok yesterday with the person says, well, you could, you could represent whatever gender you're feeling today. Well, I understand that people are dealing with those issues in their mind, but if you're building a foundation on something that uncertain, you're, all you're going to have is chaos. If you're going to build a foundation of society and culture on people who are confused with their sexuality, confused with their gender, confused with their identity, you can't have history built properly and leave a good legacy if you've got confusion when it comes to your identity. And so where we are, here we are. We don't know who we are. We're not comfortable in our own skin. We're being dictated to by the forces that be, whether it's the World Economic Forum, whether it's the UN, the globalists, the World Health Organization. You're being told you can't move freely. You, you got you to gotta drive a, the right type of vehicle. You, you got to put a mask on. You got to have this medical tyranny or else you're going to lose your rights. Uh, you got to kowtow to the powers that be or else you're persona non grata at this point in time. Folks, we got to break this cycle. We've got to break this cycle and I know in many ways I'm preaching to the choir, but man, we got to stop apologizing. We've got to stop making excuses. We got to hold some feet to the fire, hold some people accountable. And for the love of all that is sacred, can we please just get back to using common sense, speaking common sense, and don't have to throw the disclaimers and the asterisks on there in order to explain ourselves away. That's, that's all I'm trying to get to. Now, does that make me one big global meanie on Twitter? Maybe it does. But when it comes to the town square, folks, it's time to speak some truth into the darkness or else in the next 60 years, your kids and your grandkids are going to have a real mess on their hands. Talking about a mess, you got inflation going on, right? Uh, the recession. I don't care how they redefine it. It's real. Uh, you've got money in the stock market or you got money tied to the U.S. dollar. Well, right now you're playing with fire. I don't even want to open up my E-Trade account. It's critical for you to take a hard look at diversifying your savings uh, in different ways. But I want to encourage you to diversify into gold and silver, okay? I want you to text CHAD, I spell it CHAD, to 989898. 
I'm going to get you a free information kit sent to you on how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. Uh, Birch Gold's got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews with thousands of satisfied customers uh, because they know that gold is the right investment to make right now. So text CHAD to 989898. Get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text CHAD. 989898. Claim your free, no obligation information kit on how to protect your hard earned savings with gold. And we'll be right back. I didn't mean to go off preaching on you, but I but I did on that last segment. I uh, and of course Chris comes walking in here with I, I call this uh, this uh, sword right. I mean stuff that shows up around here, dude. I mean this this Brutus probably killed Julius Caesar with this thing. Uh, but this is old Roman sword right here. This is in the Greek of Machaira. What is it? Is it Lord of the Rings? I see I see here with the little elven on here. But but this reminded me of Ephesians six. Ephesians 6, you know, Ron DeSantis made a thing in a statement the other day in, uh, he made a statement the other day in his press conference about putting on the whole armor of God, which is pretty radical for uh, the governor of Florida, for a politician at his level to be uh, doing that. Um, But, you know, it talks about the, um, it talks about putting on the, you know, gird your loins, prepare, you know, put on the breastplate of righteousness, put on the, you know, helmet of salvation, the, the, the belt of truth and the uh, the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and of course, you know the the, the sword of truth, and, and so this uh, kind of reminded me of that kind of deal. You want to talk about getting ready for the chaos that's out there? Put on the whole armor of God, and get into that study a little bit, and um, from Ephesians six, because we are we are in a spiritual battle. I mean, there's no question about it. This stuff that happened with Roe v. Wade. The overturning, you know, you go back from people saying, okay, we're going to go safe, legal, and rare when it comes to abortion. And now they're taking, you know, abortion pills on, on the news, you know, during an interview or they're shout your abortion, this kind of stuff. Uh, what was it? Some, some guy I saw an interview yesterday. Some guy said, well, we, we've got to allow women to abort their babies so they don't kill them. What? What? Like, what? <laughs> you got to abort your baby so these women don't kill them, kill their kids. Uh, this this is some weird logic that's going on out there. Uh, this probably was in the Lord of the Rings, wasn't it? Like this was probably from the actual movie. God, Glenn's got some weird stuff. I don't even know who that is. Um, may not be Glenn's, but I, this is the kind of thing we're in a spiritual battle. So when you saw like the overturn of Roe v. Wade, and all of a sudden these crazy people just come out of the woodworks, just go, ah, oh, we're gonna have sex strikes and all that. It's easy to have a sex strike when nobody wants to screw you. So. Not really sacrificing much of anything um, in that regard. Ooh, these, are, these are crazy times we're living in. Crazy. And listen, I'm not your enemy. I, I'm really not your enemy. There are people out there. You, you can come at me, send me messages. You can post on my timelines. You can tell me how I'm such an evil person. Hey, look, you can think about me what you want. Uh, at the end of the day, I know who I am. I know where I came from. I think I know where I'm going. And so... Um, and I'm pretty sure I know what I'm going to leave behind when I'm gone. So in regards to that, I'm reasonably secure in my self-confidence and my identity. Um, but I'm just, you, you can throw water on the fire alarm. That doesn't put the fire out. 
and I'm, I'm just the fire alarm. You know, that these voices that are out there, like folks that are on the blaze and other people that you follow, they're just, they're just the fire alarm. They're just the messenger. You can shoot the messenger all you want to, but it doesn't change the message. It's out there. I'm warning you that uh, we're living in chaos and there are some solutions to how we do that. You got to speak the truth to darkness. You got to embrace common sense. You got to get back to critical thinking. You know, you want to you think critically. Let me just tell you this pay attention. Pay attention. We're not paying attention. I, I alluded to that yesterday. I made that post about the, uh, the sensitive content. I made that picture with the crying eye with the slash through it. It said, you know, this is going to trigger snowflakes. People are saying, I can't believe that I'm being censored from seeing this stuff. No, the, the, the picture was the point. And the fact that people weren't paying attention to the words that were literally, literally right in front of their eyes. But we're so easily deceived right now. You remember the whole thing back, what was it, 2009, when we couldn't decide if it was a gold and white dress or a blue and white dress? Remember that whole deal? It was gold and white. Yeah? Do y'all, was it? Uh, was it blue? I mean, I tried as hard as I could to see where there was blue in the thing. Uh, I, there's, a, there's a meme going around right now that shows, like, these steps that are going up, but they're, but they're geometrical, and if you stare at it for 10 seconds, the, the steps change directions. Yeah. So, so there's, you know, there's all these little weird mind games. I'm not asking you to engage the puzzles. I'm asking you just to pay attention to what's being set right in front of our face. So, and again, we're being lied to. I don't know what in the hell I was looking at the other day with Joe Biden's press conference where he wasn't blinking for however long. Like, I tried to watch that clip. You know, you show, it shows him earlier in the day talking. He's blinking. He's having a conversation with the press. He's talking. He's blinking like a normal human being would blink. And then all of a sudden they show this thing. I don't know if it was CGI. I don't know if it was a deep fake. I don't know. But something about it wasn't real. And they show Joe, and I tried to watch the video of him talking, and I tried to not blink for as long as he didn't blink. And he's 79 freaking years old. I'm t- and I'm trying, I, dude, I wanted to blink so bad. I felt like I was having a staring contest with a dementia patient. And I'm watching Joe, and I was like, I'm not going to blink. I'm going to purposely keep my eyes open. And, you know, I mean, how does a guy go from having blue eyes to brown eyes? I don't understand any of this stuff. I mean, how much plastic surgery has Joe had that you look at him back in the 70s and 80s and the 90s? He's a different human being from what he looks like right now. So I have to ask this question. What the hell are we looking at here? What's going on? Um, You know, we all know that 2024 will not have a Joe Biden in the election. We, we don't know what they're going to do. Will it be a health reason? Will he bow out because of age? You know, we know that he's got COVID again. I mean, the guy's double vaxxed, double boosted. Um, you know, I pissed a lot of people off on Twitter because I said the only people that are really getting COVID anymore are politicians and fat people. Uh, and, of course, people say, I can't believe you're equating fat people. No, that's just the CDC is just telling you the truth that the people with that comorbidity are the ones who are being affected the most. And, well, it's true, though. And, and they're like, you can't say that. I, that's my point. I can say it. I can say it because it's the freaking truth. So, so why are we defending an unhealthy culture? Why are we propping up Joe Biden, who obviously is in mental, has been in mental decline for a long time? Why are we doing that? Why are some people out there still obsessed with Donald Trump? I mean, do you not understand this guy with his ego? He loves the attention. 
And y'all are constantly bringing Donald Trump back into the conversation. You know, me personally, I don't really want Trump to run again. I don't. I just don't. I, I, I'm ready to move on from that. I appreciate the contribution that Donald Trump gave in terms of, of what he did. And then there's things I don't appreciate. Now, I've had people who've said to me, oh, we don't like Chad because he's a Trump hater. I don't hate anybody. Uh, but again, I'm honest about my opinion. There's, uh, listen, I, I don't, I, I'm not propping the guy up as, you know, as long as you keep propping up a man or a woman as, as basically a political deity in that regards, as long as you do that, we're never going to get anywhere. People, people move on the scene, they move off the scene. If you've got all your hope resting in a guy like a Donald Trump, what happens if Donald Trump has a heart attack on the fairway of number 14 tomorrow? What happens to all your hopes then? You, you better have a whole lot more going on than you're hoping just one man because they come and they go. So it's okay for us to tell that and say, you know, I, I kind of wish that something else would happen. I think something else needs to happen. Now, do I think that we as Americans can come back to, I, I, I don't know if we can. I don't, I don't personally don't think we can. And Chad, I want to go back to what you were talking about, the whole um, Ephesians and the armor of God. I just got back from Utopia, Texas, and I was with 450 students at a retreat where we tried to empower them uh, as school's about to start here in Texas in about two weeks. And this is a group of all dudes. We took a hike um, in the valley, and we carried the cross, 200 pounds. Each kid was able to carry the cross. And one thing that stuck out to me from one of the pastor's main point, and it clicks into what you started this segment about is, and we talked about it during the break, is he made a connect of why this generation is so lost. And he mm. put it this way. The way to spit in God's face is to go after what he created to his image. So people that are like cutting themselves or these people going from female to male that is the best way Satan spits into God's face by having his best creation mutilate themselves. And that just made a click of that. You're right. We're in a war and this is a spiritual war and it's time to like literally push back. Well, and, and again, the biblical, you know, the, the Judeo-Christian God, the biblical God is a God of covenants. That covenant is a sign of the circumcision, which is a circular cut, which was made to the male penis, uh, which was a sign that the seed was going to pass through the circle, which the seed was a sign of the, you know, it was passing through the sign of the covenant to make a covenant child, right? And now what we're talking about, we're talking about gen genital mutilation and things like this that are going on. And, and it, again, it is an affront to the covenant that is cut as a symbol that this child has been dedicated to god um and we we see this stuff that's going on and if you start looking at it this is a spiritual war this is an affront to god and god's creation um so i'm glad you did that i'm glad you were able to go on that retreat and do that and, and be with those young men and and do those things those are kind of things we got to be doing getting involved uh we got to teach the next gener generation how to think you know i don't want i don't want my kids to grow up in a world like these, you know, the ones in BB, on the BBC in 1960 were predicting. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. 
Uh, hey, Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Woke corporations are really trying to divide us. The big banks are freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. Our supply chain is dependent upon countries that are actively working against our values. So we got to have a change. And that change is going to start with you and your wallet and how you spend money. So I love Public SQ, Public Square. They're the largest network of patriotic, patriotic freedom-loving businesses and consumers that our nation's ever seen. Public Square, and it's if you look up the app, it's Public SQ. They're the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that just buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, bank that would never cancel you for your political views, Public Square is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public Square app from the Apple Store, Google Play, create an account, begin your search. You can list your business for free uh, so your local community can support you. So download the app today, Public SQ, Public Square. Go get it and support them. We'll be right back. we're back and uh, obviously it's that time of the show where it's i'm going to attempt to just wax eloquent and lay some common sense on you here we go do you remember that time when pretending a term didn't mean what it actually means changed the nature of the thing itself you don't remember that time do you no nope, me either now apparently if you work in the biden administration modern problems require modern solutions and the most modern solution on the buffet table today is pretend it isn't real our president, the commander-in-chief, the guy with the shaky finger poised over both the literal and figurative red button, had the cojones to say in a presser just the other day that we're not in a recession. That's what he said. You know, uh, despite the fact that we've had two back-to-back quarters of negative economic growth and uh, how that's the definition of a recession and all, I mean, that's what it is. In fact, in a recent poll, over 60% of Americans believe that, yep, we're in a recession, and about 18% of that number think it's even worse than that. They believe we're in a depression. Now, I actually take a little comfort in that number because it means that a majority of Americans, well, they're just not as dumb as the White House thinks we all are. But of course, recognizing that the house is on fire doesn't actually put the flames out. And by the way, that same poll showed that a majority believe we need a third party or even multiple parties to climb up onto the ticket higher than they've previously been allowed to climb. I certainly agree with that. Uh, it's hard to blame them on that one. It really is because the Republican Party today largely represents merely the least bad option rather than being a good option. In other words, this stepdad beats mom marginally less than the other stepdad. That doesn't make him a good dad, okay? We can lay the majority of the blame for this recession at the feet of the Democrats, but also remember that when Republicans are in power, they love spending tax money just about as much as the Democrats do. And I'll tell you something, if I could conjure out of the air a party that would do better and stand a good chance of winning elections, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I'm sure you would too, and I'm sure you agree with me. Anyway, the Biden administration has flat out denied that we're in a recession, and their lackeys in the mainstream media, they, well, they They've dragged out the usual Olympics quality mental gymnastics to try to prove them right. I've seen it over and over again. It's making me sick. Now, as I said a minute ago, pretending that something isn't happening or that a term doesn't really mean what it clearly means never solved any problem anytime ever. That's the chaos we've been talking about. Uh, you know what I would respect? I mean, really respect. Picture for a minute. Uh, let's say Joe Biden comes out one day and he talks to the press and he says, hey, you know what? 
we screwed up. We came into the White House with a bunch of economic ideas that we were certain were going to work, and they just flat out did not work. Sometimes that happens, but we've seen the error of our ways, and we're going to veer the ship away from the iceberg now instead of driving full speed into it like we've been doing. My apologies, America. I'm doing my best, and my best will get better. First of all, if he said that, I think, you know, all my hair would fall out and I'd faint. But once I regained consciousness, yeah, I think I'd respect the hell out of that. I really would. Now, I'm going to use a word I don't use very often because it's become one of those words mostly used to say stupid things. But here it goes. You ready? Normalize. We need to normalize people being able to take responsibility when they've made mistakes. And when you look at this shit show this economy has become, there is no doubt mistakes have been made. Now, unless, of course, this whole thing is, you know, on purpose. That's what's scary. I've said it over and over again. These folks are trying to crash us. They're trying to crash the economy. And I'll be honest with you guys. I, I don't I don't both parties are at fault. But I, I am sick of being called a Republican because I because this thing like I, I don't respect the Republicans that are in office. And, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you the trend that I'm seeing. And if you open your eyes, like remember, I said, pay attention. Look at the candidates the Republicans are putting out there. Like, look at the candidates that are winning in certain places that weren't maybe weren't supposed to win. There's a good chance they may lose in November. You know why? Because they got propped up by the rhino establishment, Republicans in name only. These are the candidates that got brought about and they've been supported with the money that comes from the rhinos. The establishment Republicans that are getting nothing done, they're all part of the big government problem. These are the candidates that they make them look like grassroots. Oh, look, we've got this candidate that's coming along. But then you look at who those candidates are associating with and damn. They're hanging out with some of the worst of the worst. Everybody from the globalists to the World Economic Forum, cronies, all these people. I, I'm like, mm, I'm sorry, guys. We keep trotting them out there. If, if, if they're getting a lot of love from the Republican Party and they're seeing success, if you start to look deeper, there's a problem with these candidates. Because the true America First candidates, these folks that truly believe in small government, getting in there and doing something and making this stuff work again, in a practical common sense level where the people who get elected actually use their delegated authority to represent the people who put them there. No, 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 no. Those people aren't getting elected. <laughs> I mean, I'm case in point. I, I, I ran for the right reasons. I ran for the right reasons. And I was checking into a hotel the other day and uh, a kid behind the desk, he said, Mr. Prather, he saw, he saw my ID, saw my reservation. Mr. Prather, I voted for you in the primary. Uh, he says, I hope you run again. I said, well, we'll see. I don't know. I had a very specific conviction and calling and why I ran that first time. We'll just have to see what happens. I don't know. I don't know because I don't have political aspirations just to hold office to be holding office. I wanted to represent the people that I felt like were not being represented. And so that's the fight that I'm in. But I don't respect the Republican Party right now. I don't respect I certainly don't respect the Democratic Party. They, they've gone so far off the deep end with this wild re-re nonsense and, and just lack of common sense out there. wanting you to believe these non-realities to be the truth that is creating chaos and destroying people's lives. But the Republicans, these big government Republicans, man, they can kiss my ass because they're not up to any good whatsoever. I mean, my God, did you see how close that that uh, quote unquote assault rifle ban was? You even had two Republicans that voted for the ban. I mean, what, what are we even talking about in this situation? Everything is being drawn by party lines. Right. And neither one of the sides are making any good sense that represents truly the people that put them there. It just doesn't do it because it all supports the big government machine that's out there chewing us all up. We're being destroyed, man. We are being destroyed.
Um, the uh, look at um, play a clip right here. Play that one where they uh, the Minneapolis Federal Reserve President Neil. Kashkari, do you have that clip? Play it real quick, if you have. It's very concerning. You know, we keep getting inflation readings, new data that comes in and, and as recently as this past week, and we keep getting surprised. It's higher than we expect, and it's not just a few categories. It's spreading out more broadly across the economy, and that's why the Federal Reserve is acting with such urgency to get it under control and bring it back down. There you go. There you go. They, they don't know what's going on. They, they've created a monster. This thing came out of the swamp. Quite literally, it came out of the swamp, and now they don't know how to control it. It's rolling through. It's consuming everything that it touches. It gets bigger, and it goes on. It's destroying people's lives. And what are we going to do? Who's who's got the solution? Do the Republicans have the solution? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. God knows they never have. You remember when Obama was in office for eight years, and he put you know the the Affordable Care Act in, Obamacare was passed through, and then they fully expected Hillary Clinton to be elected, not Donald Trump. So when Donald Trump was elected, and they wanted to overturn and repeal the the Affordable Care Act, they didn't have a solution. They, the Republicans didn't have anything. They they had control, and they didn't have anything. There was nothing there because they didn't expect to have the opportunity to put forth a solution. They didn't have one. And I don't expect they're going to have a solution for this either. When's somebody going to stand up and say, no, this isn't right? You know, I, I appreciate the Chip Roy's of the world who stand up and, and call things as they are. And you know what? You, you can get pissed off from me saying I, I appreciate the balls on a guy like Matt Gates getting up saying things that he's saying. Because, I mean, at, at some point in time, you're like, you know what? I got no more shits to give. We, we, this train is going off the cliff, Jack. It's going off the cliff. At some point in time, we got to dadgum tell the truth. Ah, I love what he said. Let them be offended. <laughs> Let them be offended. Oh, man, I, was, uh, I posted a picture the other day uh, down in Cabo, and I don't have a whole lot of hair. I got a little bit up there. People said, man, that Keeps stuff must be working. I don't use Keeps as much as I should, but I tell you what, when I've used it, it's incredible uh, how well the stuff does work and how fast it works. Um, and look, guys, we all, we see those pictures and the barber makes jokes about it. Your friends make jokes about it. You know, put your hat back on, whatever. Uh, you can do something about losing your hair. Uh, don't shave it off. Get with Keeps. Keeps has that clinically proven and practically proven FDA-approved hair treatment that's available online. You can prevent hair loss. You can stimulate hair growth. You can take care of the hair you have. The Keeps physician is going to help you select the right products and develop personalized hair-saving routines for you that are going to work. It's easy. You don't have to go to the waiting room. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. Keeps is going to be delivered straight to your door at about half the cost because they're going to use the generic forms of the same prescription uh, medications. Now, if you got questions, you can message your Keeps doctor. They're available 24-7. And if the balding jokes are wearing thin, folks, join the thousands of guys who have saved their hair. Visit Keeps.com slash loss. They'll get you 50% off your first order. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash loss. Keeps.com slash loss. Save your hair, guys. We'll be right back. So, you know, I've got friends that are veterans. Chris, you're a veteran. And um, one of the big struggles that they've had to deal with is, is getting health care from the VA. And the VA is problematic. Like, I, I've talked to veterans just, you know, even in recent months where, 
It's hard to where you, you it's difficult to know where you can go get care. Um, and you're limited on that. And sometimes there's, it's a long, long wait. I mean, like ridiculously long, just go get a physical. Uh, not many veterans out there, there are not many veterans that don't have their VA horror stories. Well, I want to play this clip to tell you what could possibly be coming to the VA. And if you're a veteran, this ought to bug you a lot. Play the clip. Will the VA uh, take this measure and allow abortion services at VA hospitals, even in states where uh, abortion is banned. Thanks very much for the question. There's three, there are 300,000 women veterans of childbearing age who rely on us for their reproductive health care, for all their health care. Uh, we're going to make sure that they have access to the full slate of that care because that's what we owe them. In those states, or are you going to pay to fly them to? We're looking expressly at these questions about how we guarantee the life and the health of our veteran, our, our women veterans, those 300,000 who rely on us for their care. I don't have any announcements to make on that this morning, Jake, but we're looking very closely at that to ensure that there's no diminution and no reduction of services to them and no risk to their, uh, to their lives as a result of these decisions. Now, I hate to be facetious on this, but when it comes to the VA and their uh, efficiency, uh, you make an appointment for an abortion, and they'll probably tell you we can see you in 18 months. Uh, the, the kid's going to be nine months old before you can get in for the abortion. I mean, that's how well the federal government's running everything, much less health care. Chad, if but, you want to have the perfect example of socialist medicine, the VA is the of perfect it is. example of socialist medicine. Of course it is. The you get- doctors, I'm sorry. If you're a good doctor, I'm so sorry. But you are, you're going to go on this. The doctors are horrible. They're mean. Their nurses are the worst. It's literally by going to the other people that failed doctor school, failed nursing school. I don't care if I get in trouble because I've <laughs> been waiting for a VA um, physical for two years. So I don't give a crap if you get offended to this. The administration, the uh, doctors, the nurses, those are the people that failed all those classes. The VA has hired them, and that's who they work out every single office there you go i look i've said for 20 years the, the va killed my grandfather i mean i mean it, 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 it's just telling you man the guy the, my grandfather was in great health he, he for an 85 year old man he was in great health had a mild heart attack he loved going to the va we tried we were like you don't have to go to the va he loved going to the va because he felt like you know he's a veteran and that was he was around his people and he'd go in there and i'm telling you he never came out of the hospital he recovered. I mean, he was recovering perfectly fine. But you know what they had to do? More shit to him. And he never came out of the hospital. And, and so, you know, people, because I, I just don't know who in their right mind is going to defend the VA at this point. I mean, who's going to defend the Social Security Administration? Who's going to defend the post office? Who's going to defend the IRS? I mean, really? I, I pick another ship to try to save. But, the, you know, the VA. So now they, they're going to bring in, you know, which, again, abortion that, that's a pretty timely procedure. That's a pretty timely procedure. I mean, that's a matter of a small window of weeks that you've got to be able to perform that before it really gets even more atrocious. Uh, it, 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 you, you, you've got some significantly viable life going on inside of you. Um, you get back into that debate of what trimester you're in. Um, so you have a significant 
significantly small window of operating time to get that done based on what the standard at least has been in terms of what is um, acceptable procedural, and I hate to use the word care because it's not care, it's murder, when it comes to abortion. So it, so now that means those of you out there, you veterans who are having to wait two years to get into the VA to get a prostate exam, you're going to have to wait even more because, again, as he said, there's 300,000 female veterans in the United States, which apparently they now know what women are. Uh, there's 300,000 female veterans, and we're going to make this a primary part of what our deal. So, again, go back to what I was saying earlier in the show. This is just one more round of chaos that's being thrown out there. We're going to prioritize murdering babies in the name of, you know, a woke agenda because we can't, can't dare get hey, out Chad. there and say that you can't uh, kill your baby. It's unborn. Are we going to bump people? So that person that's, that's waiting that's for... That's what's going to happen. That, that person waiting for that colonoscopy or the breast exam for breast cancer. Of course. Are we going to bump them down to of course. kill the baby? Of course. Absolutely they are. Of course. So here we are. Here we are. I mean, you know, just give it over to the government. That's what's going to happen. Um, do, we have, do we have time for a quick TikTok? All right, let's play it. I've been doing some reading this summer, wow. uh, and so I thought I would share a couple of books because you have a little bit of time left to do some reading. I also read Jack Not Jackie by Erica Silverman. Phenomenal read. So if you're a K-1, 2, 3 even, it's a really good read called Jack Not Jackie. Um, and I really enjoyed that, and I'm excited it'll be on our shelves in the media center this fall. There you go. So that's a, that's a principle. That's a school principal summer reading program. Make sure that uh, those kids kindergarten through third grade are reading Jack, not Jackie. Yep. Uh, what more evidence do you need? That's a transgender pushing children's book. <laughs> we know. Something about the bobbed hair. We know. Uh, Blaze's patriotic sock packs are back. Uh, the uh, end of last year, we released a limited supply of the Let's Go Brandon socks so you could wear your patriotism wherever you wanted. Uh, they're good socks. They're comfortable. They're stylish. Uh, and you can wear them with boots, by the way. You pull them up your leg pretty good. Uh, you wanted them back. So they're back by popular demand. We've got a new limited edition uh, pile of those socks just in time for the primaries, back to school shopping. Wear them uh, when you're reading Jack Not Jackie. Uh, there are two sock packages and uh, stylish drink covers to keep your beverages cool and patriotic. So if you can't decide which sock package to choose from, remember this is America. You can get both. And get this, if you buy both sock packages, we'll throw in the free bonus set of socks and an additional set of drink covers with a discount off the full purchase uh christmas came early folks but hurry up these are limited edition we will run out of them you got to get them now at blazesocks.com before they're gone now for you blaze tv subscribers we want to thank you for your continued support so we're going to sweeten the pot use promo code blaze sub for 20 percent off your purchase that code is only available to blaze tv subscribers uh you got to use the email address associated with your blaze tv subscription to snag the discount it's the same email address that you use when you log into blaze tv so if you're not a subscriber no problem blaze tv you can sign up right now uh, and uh, use promo code Chad Socks and save again. All these ways to save. Get 20% off your annual subscription. Go get them today. We'll be right back.
All right, guns up, Lubbock, Texas. I'm coming Friday night. Going to be there bringing the ragamuffins. Steve and Ben will be with me. Uh, we're going to be at the Cactus Theater. Two shows to choose from, early show and a late show. So go to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. Check out the full tour schedule and come hang out with us. We're going to be in Concan, Texas next week. And also San Angelo uh, next week as well. So come check us out. Don't forget, I want you to subscribe, blazetv.com slash chad. Use promo code chad. And uh, don't forget to get your socks and do a little shopping. Know that we love you. Tomorrow is hump day, and we're going to get humpty dump. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye.